Hello and what's good everybody. Welcome to the show where we are all about love and living raw and relentlessly. We tackle world issues, entertainment topics, and anything that sparks a conversation. We just a few creative shaking the table and we hope by listening to us that you'll see the creative in yourself. Welcome to the only love show. To slave her uh, labor. The yeah, last yeah. word was labor. Mm-hmm. Before I messed up on subliminally. Mm-hmm. Pronounce <laughs> subliminally. Mm. Subliminally. There it is. Subliminally. Mm-hmm. Right. This is okay. too easy, so my word flow is so originally. I don't know. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, uh, uh. I think we need to switch it. We need to switch it to something simple, like simple, like like cat. <laughs> cat. You got two hats, but we try not to double back. Put on the gas, not looking in the rearview mirror. Or could you hear them? Trying to look through the glass, but it looks like they would smear it all over. I'm blind. Lost for time. I misunderstood so when people look at me, they call it a crime. Oh, thanks. Um, they call me crazy. <laughs> they say I'm crazy. <laughs> I can't mess with y'all, yo. They call me crazy. Why Why does that sound like my life? Why do you sound like you about to... They about call to, me crazy. Like you about we to gotta put that to a beat. Nah, this is like you just. I flip the camera around. I'm like right outside your crib. <laughs> like, Come outside, bro. I'm here for them bars. You don't want the rest of this. But it's still so bittersweet as I'm not able to taste you at my leisure. I see where you're thinking. Tongue saturated with what I remember. So my cravings for you have only grown bigger. I see where you're going right there. Refresh my memory with yours. She left it right there. Hi, I did. So I left it right there. And that was for you to pick it up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna finish that tonight. I don't think nobody else getting on. No, probably not. What does that even mean, let her go? Probably not. Jarvis. Yeah, yeah. Put your seatbelt on. We're gonna get these um <laughs> these second half of the questions we was talking about. I'm gonna ask her. It's it's gonna be the same stuff we talked about last time. So all right. Yeah, I want to hear her answers. This is about got, what black got good answers. about black men not protecting black women. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That was the, the like title, pretty much. But uh, I, yeah. I know Angelina probably had a lot to say on it. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah. Yeah, we. It was kind of bouncing back and forth with Jasmine, but yeah, she did. She did. Okay. Yeah, she was getting emotional. I know, cause that's why that's why I figured she had a lot to say on it because I know that was like a really hot topic. Thank you. Maybe you could ask Amani some of these questions, man. She might have some feedback too. I'm pretty sure she she could have some great answers for that. What you want me to ask her? She looking at me right now. <laughs> Way to put her on the spot. <laughs> She shine bright in the light, so she all right. Like a diamond. Yeah. Said you shine bright under the light. 
Yeah, you yeah I'm gonna, um, when I edit, I'm going to plug some of this in. So I'll just go through the questions with you. The first few, we were finishing up quarantine talk. Um, and we always start with, you know, how was your week? So we'll start right there. How was your week this week or last week? I was going to say, how was my week? Um, it's only Tuesday. Mm-hmm, last week. Um, A lot could happen in one day. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, last week. My was last week was um, pretty great. Every day. <laughs> last week was good. Every day that begins and ends, I feel as though I have accomplished today. I've become a better mom mm-hmm. daily. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. every day, just getting through the day is an accomplishment for me at this point. I love it. Yeah. And it's a week going and to work on Saturday, bar mm-hmm. and and being damn good at what I do. I'll be peeping the sure. snacks. Just stay be hitting people with they yo, come on, see me tonight. I was jealous Can't on Monday. Talk. It'd be too loud in there, man. Yeah, it do be loud, especially on the weekends because they have the bands. Yeah, I don't talk too loud. No, I know, woman. No. Um, we kind of got through the quarantine stuff for the most part, but what does life in quarantine today look like for you? Because we we originally talked about um, coming into the quarantine, being in the quarantine, and now this is kind of like the other half of it. So, what does that look like for you? And if you need some, you know, context, um, what are some of your coping mechanisms for stress? Okay. So going into the quarantine, I was pregnant. Pregnant all throughout the quarantine. Now that we're on the back end of the quarantine, I've delivered the child. So now this is like the back end of my pregnancy, just as it's the back end of quarantine. Um, mm. Yeah. So speaking of coping mechanisms and stress, highly unstable throughout the entire time as your emotions are heightened when you're carrying a child. Um, but uh, as far as coping, what do I do to cope or what have I done to cope? Usually, I was spending time with my family for the most part because I couldn't do much. I wasn't working out a whole lot. That's usually my coping mechanism um, as far as negative coping mechanism. But obviously pregnant, wasn't doing that either. But spending time with my family was my major outlet throughout this entire process. So for the most part, not Spending the quarantine a hundred percent alone. Hmm. That was that, well. I'm sure. Yeah. That, I'm sure that was helpful for you. Um, because and the reason why I came up with this question was because going through the quarantine, some of my usual coping mechanisms um, changed. I actually like got tired of certain coping mechanisms, which was a new concept for me because I I just didn't look at them that way. So it was kind of like a, a, a mm-hmm. 
opening uh, and expanding in my perspective. It's like, oh man, I can get tired of this stuff. So that's kind of what I was thinking of. So, you know, I asked myself, have, have any of my coping me mechanisms changed? They have, and digging into that, I then came to anxiety or stress. So what are some, what are some things that trigger your anxiety or high level anxiety? <laughs> it, it doesn't have to be deep it could it could be it could be cats spiders you know it could be it can be deep it doesn't oh, have to be, so. motherfucking spi oh. Mm -hmm. spiders you good <laughs> you good <laughs> um things that trigger my anxiety i would probably say yeah not being active not being active is a big one. Like, even so much, like, to the point where I'll just get up, I'll cook, I'll find stuff in the cabinet just so I'm up and about cooking mm. and or making something or doing something. I will go walk outside on the deck. I will find stuff to clean. Basically not being still or being still for way too long is something mm. that triggers my anxiety because then I feel stuck or like I'm not moving. And that goes both physically, mentally, mm -hmm. like the whole nine. So that's the biggest one so, for me. So um, when you're when you're sitting still, is there usually a certain type of thought that runs through, a reoccurring thought that runs through your mind? Or, you know, what about not moving around makes you anxious? Feeling unproductive. Mm. Easy. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Just feeling like I'm not being shit. So mm. I need to do something. <laughs> mm hmm mm hmm mm hmm So it makes you feel like... I'm not gonna dig into that too much. Yeah, I'm not gonna dig into that too much. <laughs> uh, let's see. We quarantined. I have come to terms with, um, like, the importance of stillness. But it's just when I'm still for what I feel like is too long. Like I can spend a day mm. being fine, being lazy, not doing anything and just literally chilling to recoup. Um, mm -hmm. But when it becomes days at a time to the point it's turning into a week, like you pretty much have no option in quarantine because my job shut down. So I was not working mm -hmm. on top of it. A lot of people were still working mm -hmm. throughout the quarantine, not me. So I literally had no choice but to be still throughout the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's that's like a compound thing. I mean, pregnancy, not being able to move mm -hmm. around a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's a lot. That's like a whole world change right there. I had a question about pregnancy. Yeah, it, it was pretty tough. Yo, this dude got a whole foot on his face. Look. Trying to get like him. Oh, <laughs> my hero. Go ahead. <laughs> So I like y'all like doing y'all's pregnancy, does y'all's thought process change or absolutely? Yeah. Does it become like more aggressive or like more like a more like a reaction and less thinking? Like how does um, it less thinking? Thoughts are definitely more driven by emotions and a lot less rational. For me, I 
I wouldn't so much say aggressive as I was more so battling sadness and trying not to sink into that place for the sake of knowing that your baby feels everything that you feel. Mm -hmm. And that got me through a lot of tough times during the pregnancy, mm -hmm. like a lot of them, because mm -hmm. I'm all about, um, you know, a balance of energy and just good vibes. And mm -hmm. I would never want my baby to feel sadness or feel any low vibration. So knowing that got me through a lot. So through those times, I would literally just like talk to her or play music or just find something to occupy my mind or lift my spirits. But for the most part, just knowing that she felt what I felt, I could easily redirect. Sometimes we're harder than others, but yeah. I was like, my baby, she's so, she's so little. She doesn't even know what's going on. Why does she deserve to feel these things? Yeah. She needs to know that mommy is happy, that mommy's ready for her. That she makes me happy, that she's my joy. She needs to be excited to come out here and meet me and be with me. Like, I don't want her to feel anything less than happy or joy. So, yeah. But absolutely emotional as f It was hard. <laughs> extremely, extremely hard. So, yeah, everything's heightened times a thousand. Like, it's true what they say. You literally cry over everything. It doesn't stop either. No, no. Just, it, it, just being a parent in general, like, yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. Mm -hmm. Continue. We're we're gonna have a um. We're definitely gonna. And have I would a even say, like, even after pregnancy thing. now. Mm -hmm. mm. Still mad emotional. Hell yeah. Well, you kind of you 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 teared up a little bit before the pregnancy. And after, so. well, you you naturally seem aggressive too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She tried not to be, but she is, bro. Her daughter, her daughter about to be mad aggressive too, and she gonna have to deal with all is. of it. She already is. See, I knew it. <laughs> she is crazy. She is exactly like me, and I love it. But sometimes I'll be like, wow, is this what people have to deal with with me? Because she be tripping sometimes. Hey, hey she here now. I get 140, 50, 70, 80%. What? Go ahead. You go ahead. Are you finished? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, you good, Jarvis? Any more questions? I don't want to cut anybody off. Uh, no, I was just curious about how, like, the thought process worked on women was pregnant. Because I know, like, most women, they, they think a lot before they do. Now, mm. like, you know, they become a lot more aggressive during the pregnancy. So I just wanted to how the thought process changed. I've always thought it's because they think a lot, like before the things that they do in their actions is why that aggression comes. But then I start to wonder, are women considerate to anybody before they're pregnant? Oh, and then I was like, I don't think they are. <laughs> so, <laughs> and even afterwards, it's just for the baby. But you know, but I don't know. <laughs> I was just playing. But anyway, to the questions. I mean, so Do you feel different. protected as a black woman? Me? Like, 
others perceived it. Mm-hmm. So then when you try to go and communicate it and then they don't take it the way you want them to. Mm-hmm. So then you feel like you can't communicate. I think a lot of black men have problems with that too. And then that drains them. Then mm-hmm. it's like a layer and it trickles down. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot to that. And and, and again, we go, we're going to like magnify that to the hundredth, you know, um, on the next episode. Cause uh, that's what we go start off just breaking down the the black male experience and everything, and and I agree, I definitely agree. Yeah, I, mean, I, I had to come to the that's point probably where like, that was, I had to that figure was that out. That was probably like my biggest flaw. Like I didn't mm-hmm. realize that about myself until after everything happened, mm-hmm. and then I had to sit back and like really dissect myself mm-hmm. and be like, "Damn, bro." Yeah, as much as I could blame my ex for just about everything and entire failure of the relationship because I mean it was but (laughs) I also I too know that I was not as vulnerable but there was also a thing and I guess this could Mm, this could be a whole different topic as well. Like, for example, how there's been talking talks about submission. Mm-hmm. And you see a lot of women say, well, you need to be a man first before I can actually submit to a certain degree. That's true. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. and so, for example, so with my ex, I was not vulnerable because he did not, I guess, allow me to feel comfortable enough or secure enough to even reach that point. I always felt like I had to step up and pretty much take control of majority of the things. He was not a leader. Mm-hmm. So in turn, I was the leader. So what exactly am I going to be vulnerable for? If I'm in the leading position, mm-hmm. I am not allowed the opportunity to be soft, to be that feminine woman that is needed. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, yeah, I can be the muscle. Yes. I get you that. say leader. She says leader. What about the leadership position um, incites that, that having to be tough exterior? Um, what incites that? Mm-hmm. Is it, is it, um, is it like a condition to be a leader, so like whoever's in the leadership position must behave that way, or or what? It's kind of hard to explain, but I will mm. say it has a lot to do with security. So a woman should feel secure with a man, just like a man should feel secure with his woman. And mm. feeling secure with a man has a lot to do with you know protection and knowing that in tough times, shit will be handled, shit will be taken care of. Just like in times where your man has taken on so much to the point where he he needs to crumble, he needs to be vulnerable, he should feel secure Mm -hmm. enough with his woman to be able to do that as well. Mm -hmm. So the leadership role, it really is a balance. So just as a woman submits to a man, like you've mentioned before, a man also submits to a woman to a certain degree too. Mm-hmm. Those roles are key. Sure. Both people should feel secure enough to be able to crumble mm-hmm. and, you know, be secured in that situation and then picked up at the end of it. 
No mm -hmm. one should feel like they should have to hide their vulnerable side or hide their emotions or feel like they can't communicate or voice exactly what they need. Mm -hmm. so well, I've realized um, some women mm -hmm. with that, like those those aspects are what they're attracted to. Um, that's what their their uh, their gauge is for a man. So let's say, you know, I'm in this relationship for two years. All I've been is strong. All I've been is protective. All I've been, you know, those that's that's how she perceives me. And I finally hit a breaking point in life. And and I have to be vulnerable or 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 I don't know what's next. You know, I don't you know, I'm not, I don't know. You know, I'm breaking. So I break. I communicate. Um, and she now is seeing a new side of her man. She's now realizing that he's not this wall. He's not this this boulder. But she's no but that turns her off. Because her conditions of a man are strength. So to see anything other than that makes her not want to be with the guy anymore. And so on and so forth. I'm, I'm sure we can come up with like multiple um, <laughs> examples of what that would turn into with, mm -hmm. with her, her reaction or maybe his reaction or something like that. So in a situation like that, and, and again, we're going to talk about the man side, you know, next episode, but in situations like that, um, that right. teaches a man, if I want a woman in my life, I, I can't be vulnerable, right? Because when I'm vulnerable, they 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 don't they they leave, you know, they run away. So, you know that 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 makes a man go like, all right, I like having a woman in my life, and if I want a woman in my life, I can't be vulnerable. So, you know, it's like, which one am I gonna do? And what about fear? It tends to be. Oh yeah, I mean that it, it becomes a fear because now you're 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 afraid to be vulnerable if like, you want to. Because y'all y'all know I always say I don't even like the word love. Like I've never, mm. never liked it, ever. Mm. So like, so like, didn't understand it, it. So like, my vulnerability, like, I don't like the fact. Let me work this very carefully. <laughs> hey, but you know, like her, like she already knows, like I love her wholeheartedly. I don't like that. That makes me feel uncomfortable because I have no control to a certain point like anything that happens outside of that is out of my control all i know is i love her okay so what do you something mean? like outside of my own actions or anything like that mm -hmm. i don't i can't control nothing so like say control. like all right, can you give me an example of something you can't control boom just up and leave out of nowhere if she does or you yeah if she does and then oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're you're like that's bon like that's vulnerability because you allowed yourself to get that in touch with that person. I understand. So you can't. How do you can't? You can't like control none of that. That's just, the conditions or the situation. Ain't it crazy, bro? Yeah. And you you can't control yeah. that that love thing. Either, I mean, man, I accept you feel the it, you feel that, it. that I feel that way about her, but that's all you can do, bro. Mm. Do I have words for that? I'm just, that's a thought of a man. Like, I'm just like, 
Like I told, I told, I think it was like a couple months ago. I was like, I was like, I the we was chilling outside. I think it was like the first time I told her I loved. Her, I was like, that bothers me. Mm-hmm. Well, say, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. And I'm not go saying ahead. it to be rude or like a disrespectful. Like I don't want it, but that's a that's that's a one side of being vulnerable. Even it's if for, it's, in my it's current relationship, the very I was the very first. I was the first person to say I love you, and he did not say it back immediately. But. I also told him, like, this is just how, this is just what I feel. If this is not, if you don't feel that way right now, I would never make you say that. And I don't want you to say it until you know that you mean it. Don't say it just because I said that. And I said that immediately after I said, look, I love you. And this is what it is for me. If you don't feel that way, that is 100% fine. But don't, you know, you don't have to fake that. And then he... Not right after, but again, after, you know, some thought or whatever, he came back and said, you know, it's just hard because the last person that he said, I love you to, or every time you end up expressing those words, I love you, it just seemed like for him, it started to take a turn for the worse. So again, it is that vulnerability piece and it is that fear at the same time. Now, something that I live by and it has pretty much stood to be true throughout, you know, however long, is that love and fear cannot exist in the same space. Think about that. That's why I jumped out the boat. And went yeah. And went and what I <laughs> love and fear cannot exist in the same space. So in all my insecurity that I had from my past relationship, I had to let that shit go let that shit fly out of the window, get hit by a bus, all kinds of shit in order for me to open up the rest of my capacity that I had to actually love. So it's like, yeah, I'm feeling you and I like you so, so, so freaking much. I do, I do, but I'm scared of this and I'm scared of that. You can't have that because then that clutters, that clutters the, any type of space that you have to be able to it's be 100% open be 100% you, be 100% in that moment with that person, in that relationship and in that sacred space that you two are supposed to be creating together. You cannot have that space with fear built around that or in between that or anything because it's cluttering y'all space. The more open y'all space is to love each other, the more the love will flow and the less fear that you will have to have anyway, because it will feel so pure and so real because it will be. You're building yeah. the only sacred, the only thing you're building in your sacred space is love. There should be no fear attached to that. Now, when a person ends up getting hurt, you start to withdraw from that space. Then you're starting to build up walls and you're starting to feel that fear again. And then that starts to come in between you guys. But that's why it is so important to communicate times where you have been, where you're disappointed or times where you feel uncomfortable. All those hard conversations that you need to have with the person that you're with anyways, in order to keep that sacred space open and flowing for nothing but more love to flow through it. Yeah, I agree. I was just saying. And... I just remember at the beginning, I was like, 
that was a big thing. So I, I'm, I'm, and I'm pretty sure I'm not the only dude that be feeling like that. So mm-hmm. people should touch yeah. on it because I think it's a lot of men that struggle with that. Definitely. Well, that's a per- that's a person thing. It's it's not it's not specific to gender because I know women that that um have walls up. Oh yeah, definitely. And they're afraid to do that, you know. But uh, I know for me, I've I've had to. I can't lay down at night peacefully if I'm not me. And part of me is being genuine, um, is being loving. Because if I if I have to withdraw, if I can't like fully just feel a certain type of way about you, if I have to hold something back, then I'd rather not be around you because I feel like I feel like it's disingenuous to to who I am. So that's kind of my my scale now is if I can't you know if 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 you won't allow me to do that then I really don't need to be around you. Um and 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 along with that like the way that I perceive love is I I look at love like paint and every situation every day I'll put it that way every day is a new situation for you to choose to apply love to it so if if you're having a good moment and you feel that you can choose to apply that love to that moment so and and the reason why i look at it that way is for the bad times because when the bad times come um and and there's something going on i have a choice to decide what am i going to apply to this situation am i going to apply more love to somebody who no longer deserves it um and you know if 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 they present themselves in that way then i have the choices like i'm not going to continue to do that but love is a broad topic in itself so you know i use that for for moments where you know the other person may be irate they may be upset they may be cussing me out or something like that i could cuss them out back i could get upset i could get all rah-rah i'm too big to get all rah-rah but i can get all rah-rah so in those moments, what I choose to apply to the situation is love. And I always have that in my holster because if I, because before that, like if people would meet me with aggression, I would meet them with equal aggression. Like if you come to me on, on eight, I'm going to come back at you at eight. Like, you know, and, and, and it's crazy because I could just be sitting in, you know, sitting on the sofa, chick walk in, say something, just like, all right, man, you know, she just started just ah, da, 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 off top. I'm gonna go from sitting there like this, just rah, da, da, like like I'm just jumping on top of it. So if you you want to argue, I mean we can argue. Right, me. cool. yeah. Like I recently, yeah, like yeah. with everything he just said, I recently just like learned and realized within the last month. Mm-hmm. Last month and, and a half. And and I realized I can't do that. I can't yeah. do that because you know I'm I'm all about building. It's people that I've dealt with in you know this last two three years that that turned out to be snakes. But I've decided to, I'm not going to um, uh, give you the privilege of my time anymore. But, you know, it's, it's kind of like they're saying, like, you're not allowed to eat at my table, but that don't mean I'm not going to invite you to other people's table. So, you know, it's like, I don't mess with you, but I know somebody that do. So it's like, I, you know, if, I, if I'm looking for, you know, in a situation like you, they, they looking for like an, um, an electrician or something. It's just like, you know, if I didn't. You know, we cool, but if I didn't mess with you, I'd be like, yeah, I know a guy that does that. You know, I would yeah. shoot that your way. That don't mean that you eating at my table, though. Um, I went off on a tangent, but but um, love, love is a love is a choice, man. It's it's a choice. Yes, you and it's a choice that you can make every day. Every single day. Mm-hmm. 
that's how I feel. And I, you know, I, I, I love to be there, man. Hmm? It was like, it's definitely, yeah, I, we was talking about it. It was like, that is definitely not a choice. I was like, loving is a choice. It is a choice. Because not, it's not going to be good all the time. Acts of love is definitely a choice just because yep. you love someone. And I feel like maybe they misunderstood what you said. Like by you saying love is a choice, they're probably thinking like, oh, I can't control how I feel about this person. And okay, sure, your feelings are going to be there. But what you do with that love is always yeah. Well, like with your ex, love is yeah. always a choice. Like again, like Tori just said, you know, meeting arguments with more love, meeting those bad days with a deliberate choice to still love. Like that is one hundred percent a choice, and that is not easy. Mm-mm. That is not easy to put your pride aside, to put your anger aside, your emotions. And it's like, you know what? Like, all right, I love you. So what I'm going to do is we're just just going to take this time out. Mm -hmm. It is not easy to do that. What do you say? Some days is easy. I I was just saying it's tough to say, like, some days is easy, you know. If you'll wake up, they brought you breakfast in bed and whatnot. It's like, man, yeah, I love you, bro. But like, mm-hmm. you know, you you get the point though. Y'all get y'all get the point. Y'all, yeah, y'all like, it. yeah. So no one should have to. They shouldn't have to continuously have be under the pressure to have good days a hundred percent all the time. Like, if I bring mm-hmm. you coffee every single day, and that one day I don't bring coffee, and all of a sudden. You gotta we, go. Uh, there's a tension go. between us. All of a sudden, there's go. tension between you gotta us. Go. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have used coffee because, like, I love coffee. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you like your coffee. You ain't bring me my coffee now. My whole day ruined. I can't. Basically, you know, like, they pulled a calendar out. It was like for 165 days. You done brought me coffee every day. You didn't do it this way. You gotta go. Back your stuff. Shut up, y'all. <laughs> What I'm saying is that should not be your circumstance for love. Love should, to a certain degree, be uncircumstantial. Like, you just because I didn't bring you coffee that one day and now all of a sudden there's tension between us and I'm not feeling as loved as, you know, as usual. Like, that love should not waver based on, you know, those bad times of me not bringing your fucking coffee. Okay. I agree. Like you should love me. (laughs) It's conditional. Love is not a straight line. I read that somewhere. It was like love is not a straight line. It it rises and ceases like the tide. It's something about waves. You know, there's you know it's up one day, it's low another day, but it's a constant flow. Love love. is a constant flow. Like it was like water or something. You know what I'm saying? Like on the surface, of stuff. so you <laughs> me? No, I'm not. I'm not at all. Oh, not all right. Mm. You about to send rounds through the phone? <laughs> bop, bop, bop. I ain't look. Don't call me to the stand for nothing. I ain't seen her on the nothing. Hey man, I'm I'm protecting black women. I ain't gonna say nothing. I'm gonna tell them I fell down the steps. I'm like, sir, you got bullet holes in your black. Yeah. Got rough That's- steps, man. Hey, tell him no. No, I'm all bark. I'm all bark. No bite. <laughs> I'm innocent. I don't, I don't believe it. 
Yeah, my phone. I'm, I'm sure you didn't die. tell it out now, cause you know. What'd you say? My phone's about to die. Oh, word. you got any bars for us before you go, man? Oh. Oh, there you go. Called out. Do I have any bars? I don't, my friend. I ain't even gonna front to you right now. That's all right, I man. I really don't. That's okay. But I'll tell you this: I will oh. deliver some bars. Via video in the chat tomorrow. There it is. Gotcha. I ain't making that promise. Huh? I come through on all my promises. I said I'm not making that promise. Oh. Well, Mm -hmm. I got y'all. Yeah, you got it. You got it. So Cliff Notes, Cliff Notes. Acapella, no beat. Protected black folk. No beat, acapella. Love, water. Um, Then we got a acapella tomorrow. Yes, sir. I'm gonna have to drop one too. We're gonna fix something up. <laughs> Alright, y'all. Yeah, that's what's up. Alright, bro. I'm gonna holler at y'all. Hey. Bye. Y'all enjoy y'all's night though. You too. Yes, sir. Yeah, I only got two more questions anyway, so. Lit. Yeah. Is it though? Is it though? Let's see. You I don't, this may not apply, mm-hmm. but I'll ask it. How would you like to be protected by black men? And if not you specifically, then your loved ones that are black women. Uh, not allowing, the only thing I can think of is not allowing disrespect. Mm. And that goes, and by not allowing disrespect, again, that's still something, that is a, you know something, that is a major word mm-hmm. that needs to be visited frequently between black men and women. It disrespect. is respect. Respect, yeah. Respecting yeah. each other. Because when, where there's respect, there is you know, just just there. That's when you can begin to protect a person or love a person. If you automatically disrespect something or somebody, you completely have disre- you've completely disregarded them as a person. You've disregarded yeah. them as a human. You've disregarded everything. No respect removes the ability to be comfortable in that environment. Exactly. And that exactly. is what messed up my relation last relationship was that because we had some big bumps big bruises and on top of that she was disrespectful but uh-huh. you know i'm i'm uh you you know i'm a very analytical person so i'm watching i'm reading i'm asking questions and if there aren't any answers i'm watching body language and yeah and stuff like that when the person allows me the time because I am not a stalker. You know, I'm not I'm not following people around watching body language and stuff. But yeah, I I I've got to the point in my life where um a person doesn't have to really say too much to me. I can read people very well. I can have a good understanding of people. Um and we share that gift as I've known. I'm I don't run into a lot of people like that, so those times that you do call me out, I'm just like, are you, are you, <laughs> did you just, 
did you just do that thing? Excuse me? Me? <laughs> but uh, respect, respect, respect. Yeah. So um, to give an example, biblically, uh, I forget where in the Bible I'm slipping right now. But the conversation was the reason why they could um, communicate very well was because they all, they were different people, but they all had, they all followed the same set of rules. So, you know, it's like, I can trust that you're not gonna poison me in my sleep. If, if we have a disagreement, you may walk up to me, irate, you, you may swing on me, but that's the farthest that it will go. Uh, based on our set of rules and when you're disrespectful you're throwing those rules out the window so i can't sleep comfortably because it's like normally on our agreed so you know our agreed rules which is another relationship thing that people need to do is establish rules mm-hmm. that um that they both agree on because if you don't agree on these rules you probably shouldn't be in a relationship together but, i mean eventually you learn the lines that are uncrossable right and, and you so have to be you have to be able to, to communicate those exactly too. yeah yeah and so somebody blatantly crossing those lines uh it's just it's, it's again blatant disrespect but mm-hmm. in talking about feeling protected by black men i'm just thinking of a general category to where it's not so uh so personal like when it comes to even me encountering a stranger who is also a black man, like just mm-hmm. off of a, off the top of my head, a level playing field, being protected, both parties, but especially black men protecting black women. I would just say mm-hmm. being respectful or not allowing disrespect. And I, I know sometimes black women can be disrespectful as well, which is why I said it goes for both parties. Very much so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Some for whatever reason we have this we have this complex where we think that certain things don't apply to us. Those double standards. Mm-hmm. It's like we can say X, Y, and Z to you, but then as soon as you come out and say something, that's just like mm-hmm. what the f- excuse yeah. me? And that's what we're trying to talk about. Our the originally Angelina was asking about the, the gender roles. Uh-huh. Um was initially how all this came about. So you're actually segueing right into um, the heart of it. And it's those double standards and different stuff like that. And that's that's part of it because in some of the conversations I had, some women, you know, just holding the door open for a woman is like, I don't need you to do that. And, you know, I'm, I'm like thinking to myself, it's like, I was just trying to be nice, you know, like, I could get all poetic and be like a queen such as yourself shouldn't touch a door like that. You know, I just, I just think that you know I should save you from having to lower yourself that way. But you know, I don't really get into all that. Um, I see stuff like that is yeah. common courtesy, or should be. Mm-hmm. It's between it should be. anybody. Yeah, but it's not. That's not. Uh, nope. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like just respect in general situations, like. Mm. Why are you going out of your way to be disrespectful or I don't know. It's really tough to explain, but I would just say respect is the bottom line is the bare minimum for black men protecting black women. Right. And I, I understand you're making sense. I understand what you're saying. 
just like even if situations where you know their homeboy is talking about you know just this broad this and blah 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 blah. She's like, all right, man, all right, look, mm-hmm. I get it. You frustrated with her, but come on now, mm-hmm. like you gotta be better than mm-hmm. that, or right. you know, be able to explain yourself or vent your frustrations without lowering and completely degrading the woman that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Stop automatically looking for shit. I don't know. I don't I know. I'm listening. Just, just, just respect. Mm. Like, hmm, fun fact, very unpopular opinion and extremely rare breed here, but I have never came out of my mouth or on social media and said, niggas ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That has never passed my lips unless I am explaining in the situation like right now. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. Because it is, huh? Appreciate that, by the way. Yeah, it's wholeheartedly not true. Mm-hmm. It's just not. And then there's so much that goes on behind the scenes of a woman getting to the point to say niggas ain't shit. It's like, well, what are you doing to attract the same type that you don't like? Mm -hmm. I'm confused. You want this dude to be all of this, but you have not grown a single bit. You have Mm -hmm. not changed your ways. You have not changed anything that you're doing. You have not blatantly looked for different types. Like you are literally categorizing every single man based off of your own choices and actions at the same time. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions that we're going to ask yeah, next I week just... um, is because we're going to begin the dating stuff um, and we're going to talk about men next week. So I'm, I'm intentionally like not going too far into detail because we're going to like completely lay this whole thing out on the table. Um, but one of the questions that I wanted to ask was, what does a woman bring to the relationship? That's one of the questions I'm going to ask um, next week. And of course, we're going to talk about what men bring to the relationship as well, in reference to what you're saying about women attracting the same kind of guys, because, you know, once you kind of investigate a little bit, it's like, you're not really, all you really want to do is run the streets and all of that, like, what kind of a man do you really expect is going to put up with that? Exactly. Because I've realized, not to have a Captain Crunch in camera, that um, you can't change anybody at the end of the day. A lot of us fall into relationships unintentionally. Uh So it's not like we actually, like, you know, there was no courting, there was no communicating hey i like this i dislike that we're in this relationship nine times out of ten got kids so you have to deal with each other and you know the question is what exactly do the two of you bring to the relationship because if if all it is is sex Um, and running the streets would really like you know well nothing at all and and uh, you know on that after a certain age, it's like, that's what high schoolers do. Mm-hmm. So if you 25 and up, 
still doing that exact same thing all the time. You could go date a 17 year old, which I'm not endorsing at all because we shouldn't be doing that. But um, you could go date a high schooler and be happy because that's all they do. You know, you 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 grown, but that's you know that's the mindset that you have. So you know we're going to explore that. It also ties all about to communication. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact. I came into this relationship with, I'm not going to say with my intentions set, but I verbally, see, people get fed up and don't have anything to give and all of a sudden just go off on a tangent. Me being fed up was fuel for me to actually grow and set my standards, if that makes sense. So, last relationship left me empty. I was fed up. Yeah, last relationship, I was done. But I came into this one, it was like, look, if you're gonna be here, if this is what you want, you are literally deciding that this is what you want and where you wanna be, here are some things that's not going down. That's not gonna happen, mm-hmm. period. Right. So you can take that information and do what you will with it. But just mm-hmm. know there are a number of things I will not put up with. Mm-hmm. There are a number of things I don't accept. Mm-hmm. And that's that. So here's the rules. Do you still mm-hmm. want to play? Mm-hmm. Are you going and to step And the other person's rules. Mm-hmm. And because it's to me, to me, it's like business. You know, at the end of the day, it's it's really like that. Because if you're about to get, you know, do business with somebody, it's like, you know, you go and get, you know, you go to Sprint or something like that for a cell phone. It's like, well, these are the selection of phones that we have. We have um, plans. One plan gives you a set amount of limits. And after that amount of limits, you will be charged an extra fee. Then we have an unlimited plan. And um, the contract is like two years long. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, these are my options. These are my parameters. And I have the option to do this, you know, accept or decline it. But on the flip side, you also have to be connected enough with yourself to know if you can do perform those things. Exactly. You know? So let's and, not and forget, again, let's not forget, you walk in with a budget. Right. 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 You walk in with a budget, so it's like, woo, this is complex. Mm-hmm. Shit's out mm-hmm. of my price range. Do I still do I still go for it or do I scale back? It takes a real person, a real woman and a real man to figure out like, yes, I have what it takes. I have what it takes. This is well within my budget. And if it's not, I can make this shit happen because this is what I want. And I can definitely step up the plate to handle it or do it. But it also takes a real person to be like, I'm not even gonna waste your time. Facts. All of these phones Facts. out of my budget. I'm not quite there yet. Let me go back by myself and save some more because mm-hmm. I can't afford this right now. Mm-hmm. Come into mm-hmm. a relationship with, yeah, a certain budget, which is knowing what you can and cannot handle. Are you ready for a real relationship or are you not? Yeah. And I've been there. I've, I've definitely been there where, you know, I asked myself if I truly love this person the way that I believe I do, you know, what kind of world am I going to bring her into? Mm-hmm. And, ooh, you know, ooh, because it's, it is complex. <laughs> you 
What kind of world am I bringing her? I bring her into. Damn. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> that was it. That was it. Things to consider. And that goes back to being asking questions that are outside of your needs, not focusing on your needs only, but thinking about the other person as well, which is something that is lacking today. And that's where my fear lies because I can't speak for the whole world, but I don't know too many. And I mean, it is scarce. The amount of people I know um, that have that wherewithal within themselves to actually be able to do that. Because, you know, you, you could tell people to act right, but you can't tell somebody to be right, you know? And like, that's the difference because people can act all day long. Um, and, you know, it's, it's disheartening sometimes. Um, but it is what it is. And I, I, you know, like I was saying earlier, I, in order for me to be able to, to lay down at night peacefully, I have to be able to be my genuine self. I have to be able to be loving. Um, I shouldn't, I, I can't, you know, if I'm around you and I'm like, man, I kind of want to tell her this, or I kind of want to tell her that, or I want to tell her I love her, or, you know, I want to tell her like, she's everything. She's the world to me and stuff like that. If it, it takes me personally a lot of energy to to hold that in. And the reason why is because I can't control what bubbles up in here, but mm-hmm. I am responsible for how I react to it. Correct. You know, those are my responsibilities. So, you know, if, if I'm communicating what's bubbling up in me, that's my reality. Like, I can't, like, snap my fingers and... Unless I had the Infinity Stones, I can't stand my fingers <laughs> and change that. And I, you know, after watching Endgame, the Infinity Stones wouldn't change that either, man. Because I felt that in those shows. I really did. Endgame. Who's certain to just, do that? Yo, like for it, like both movies and like in the beginning, he was just in his like farm, dude. Like you see, he's just walking out. He grabs some like alien eggs. You know what I'm saying? Like, just cooking breakfast. He was still powerful, but that one arm was all, like, burned up and stuff. I'm just like, what happened to you, bro? You was on your throne, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, like, just touched my heart. (laughs) Because at at the end of uh, Infinity War, like, little Gamora was like, what did it cost? And he just looked at her and was like, everything. Everything. It cost everything. And I, I, the reason why I feel that is because I, I don't want that to be my life. I don't want that to be my life. And if life is a mountain and the end is getting to the top, all I really want when I get there is to be me. Still want to be me. I don't want to have to become something else to get there. Evolution is one thing. Evolution is is necessary. It's a beautiful thing. But I still want to be me. Final question is... Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I just said authentic, being literally. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got to, I got to, and I, I don't, I don't know what that's gonna look like. 
Um, what do you think is prohibiting black men from protecting black women? You touched on this a little bit, but this is the final question. Mm, probably just lack of understanding, which stems from a lack of communication. Um, you can't do what you are not aware of. Like, you know that saying, of course, old cliche, when you know better, you do better, unless you mm-hmm. deliberately choose not to. Mm-hmm. I think most black men probably don't know how to protect black women. And to be honest, just as I struggle to a certain degree with answering the question, what makes me feel protected by black men, a lot of black women don't know what that looks like for them. So you hear all this rah rah, oh, protect black women, protect black women, but ask them what exactly does that mean or how exactly can I protect you? There will be guaranteed to be a stutter or a stumble every time. It's like, I don't know exactly, like, I just know the feeling or I just know what it's supposed to feel like or what it, like, no one exactly knows what it looks like. So again, it's a lack of communication, which stems from just a lack of understanding. When you have no idea what that looks like or how you're supposed to do that, you, it just doesn't get done. Mm-hmm. And then that goes the same way with love. Like you want to love this person, but you don't exactly know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And you also have to figure out what that looks like for you. So to certain black men, they may feel like they are protecting black women or that they have been based mm-hmm. on what that looks like for them. But they can encounter a black woman who does not have that same exact image and her image of protecting looks completely different. It's mm-hmm. similar to love languages. It you could is. be you could be buying gift after gift after gift, but if a person's love language is just being there, quality time, then they're not feeling loved, and you're not understanding why they're not loved because you are doing what you know is love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all about language and communication and being on the same page again. Mm-hmm. I feel that, and I I got kind of halfway grilled by three black women because I uh, in a comment section because I asked that question what what does that look like you know well I literally asked like how do I as a black man protect black women and the first one was just like what she say um, she her first response was the same way that white men protect white women and that kind of confused me because. How, what does that look like? And to be honest, they don't protect they their don't. women they at don't. all. No. At all. No. And if your they standard don't. is to be compared with another race, then my girl, you have other problems. Confused. That's. Confused I mean, that's what she kept giving me. She was giving me those things. only protect too. themselves. Mm-hmm. And I do indeed mm-hmm. mean themselves. Like, yeah. they barely protect their homies. <laughs> that's, that's a whole other universe over there. Yeah, it so really let's, let's let's focus on their relationships because they're mm. trash mm. and more on the black community. We need to stop being so comparing. Like, Well, it's what you said. Uh, I've, I've been, you know, and, and on this channel, I, I my kind of undertone is mental health is what I really like to, because what, what I want to show is how these things can affect our mental health. And That's more dealing with these things um you can experience pain for so long 
that that's all you know. All you know is I want this to stop. All you know is I want peace. But if someone were to ask you, what does that look like? You can't answer them because you've never experienced it. You've never seen it. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know what that is. So, you know, I think the focus should be shifted from Again, we should keep saying it. We should keep being vocal like this needs to happen. This needs to happen. This needs to happen. Along with that, we have to talk about, you know, and again, just the the nature of the beast is you have to go from the outside in. But I know the further in you get, the reason, you know, the the real change has to happen at, at the individual level. It has to happen in the heart. We have to be healed first because if you're healed and somebody says, I need help, you're not going to say, but I need this. You're going to say, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. You know, that's what that is. So, you know, from, uh, and, I, and I've seen it and I, I feel it because I've been hurt by black women. Hurt I feel people it. hurt people. Right. I, I feel it. But my objective is peace. My objective is not to get even. That's, that's not my objective. I, want, I just want, I want a better, I want a better existence. That, that's, that's what I want. Yes, um, even even with this racial stuff, like, and it, and the reason why, like, here here's a thought. And I'm not gonna be real long. Um, it confused me that there are rules to war, like literal rules to waging war, like on on another country. Um, so, one of the rules is no biological warfare, which is using chemicals and stuff. Right. Um, like here, um, Nagasaki, Hiroshima, you know, that like nuke in the place is like the last straw. And as we know, there are still traces of radiation there today mm-hmm. from from what happened. So I, when I, cause I, I started to think about it, I'm like, why are there rules to war? I mean, you at war, like we just, it's be versus you. it out for real, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, like I, I can poison your food, I can fight you, you know, kick your kid, like, not that I would, but... <laughs> But you know, like no real rules or grounds to, to war, that. right? But the fact that there was had me confused, so I started to think, I'm like, all right, why? And I went down this like long tangent because when I study, like, it's just all over the place. But what, the conclusion that I came to was the reason why there are rules to war is because the objective is peace. So if um... we end up destroying each other's homes. Once the war is over, what's left for me? You know, there's nothing. There's not, nothing left for me. I had more before the war than I did afterwards, which is why there are rules. The objective is peace. So for the black-white thing, like the objective should be a peaceful existence. It shouldn't yes. be It shouldn't be um, to get even. And wow. it, it, it would feel good. And if we believe in karma, there's, I mean, we see it happening, you know, uh-huh. but that's, that's outside of our hands. Um, so I kind of take, I took that and like applied it to, you know, I made it applicable in my life, my day-to-day um, relationships. Why would I, if you come at me angry, why would I match your anger? If what I want is to be at peace with you later, mm-hmm. you know, I want, I, I want you to come and lay down with, with me on the sofa while we watching TV and stuff like that. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a, uh, what's my physical touch, physical touch and quality time are my two. So yes, yeah. yeah. So that's that's me. Like, you know, that's what I want. So you know, you you come in, you hot, you mad at me. I cuss you out because you cussing me out. Now you don't want to be around me. 
So once once the war is over, you know, my uh, you know, my side right here getting kind of cool. It's like, man, where's she at? Oh yeah. You know, just cut through the living room and just give me that look like what, what, what man? You know, one of them. Yeah, the end result should not just be you mad, so I'm gonna get mad and now we both mad. That should not be the end result. The end result should be <laughs> yeah, peace, like you said. That makes right. a lot of sense. Because if, if my woman is upset, you know, I'm like I don't I don't like that. And and you know, in my mind it's real cut and dry. It's like all right, something bothers her, I need to go and destroy this thing. What was it? Was it a mosquito? Did somebody cut you off in traffic? I can't stand them. I can't. I only like going outside, man. And a theory that I have about mosquitoes is I think that they, um, the people that they attack the most is because they have a certain level of toxins in their blood. And that's what attracts them. But I have no scientific, scientific backing for that. I don't know. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. I hate they them. Always say, they always say like sweet blood or rich blood or some shit like that. That royal divine blood. That's I get blood. ate up. I do too. Every time. I get <laughs> bit. Like normally and, and they always end up in my car too which is, is what oh, I hate. Oh hell no. Yeah. So I'll I be driving and I know people are like look over and they just see me just like like hit one of them drunks. Like they are wrong with him. But yeah, I, I, I get ate up all the time too. And I can't stand it. It, it. I'm sure it has something to do with your blood type though. Um but yeah, that's me. That's that's me being loving, that's me in life. Um even when I have a fallout with somebody, um I try to keep it productive because I don't know what tomorrow holds. And kind of a, the way that my life goes, I'm not sure about everybody, but things always loop back around in my life. Um, and it's weird. So like, hmm? You said they loop back? Mm hmm. It, it, it happens in cycles. So like, Oh, you did you say know. that. Yeah. Right. I'm, 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 I'm ah, yeah. With the call back incorporating. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, um, my, my life does that. So, the way that I quantify that is I'm going to try to build with every situation. So even if I have a fallout with somebody, let me not. Um, I'm going to paint this with the paintbrush of love. Mm. Um, so, you know, and I've, I've had people come back to me, you know, that I'm that I've it, it may be years and I run into them again. Like, hey, man, you know, I just want to apologize about such and such. And I'm just like, man, I'm sorry, too. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about that. We hash it out. And. And it's all good. I've had one guy in particular had like a really dark patch in his life, and you know, he he told me being able to talk to me about it actually um, encouraged him to, you know, start being more productive and and getting his life together. So, and that was somebody that I got in a fight with like years ago. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, but he started. Which is why when we talked, he was just like, my bad, bro. Because I, I don't be fighting people, man. I really don't. Yeah, I, I really don't. That's why I said I'm all barking, no bite. Like, I don't fight physically. Oh, physically. Okay. Because if it ever, if it ever got to that point, there would be a major issue. 
Um, but mm-hmm. I feel <laughs> And so yeah, I, I don't I don't fight, and I've just gotten to a point. I guess I I learned something about myself mm-hmm. when I am. I guess like in a relationship, like when I am upset or hurt or disappointed by something, mm-hmm. if I'm like really upset, I shut down to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Like I don't talk. Mm-hmm. I don't want to deal. Or I will be so <laughs> passive casual, <laughs> passive casual and pleasant, but my Every face and my tone says me. everything. Oh. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those. Oh my god! Oh, Jesus! Like I'm one of those, but like my body language, my face, and my tone says there is literally something wrong with this girl, yo. Like she's not okay. (laughs) She's no. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why that bothers me so much when when people do that. And like I said. (laughs) Especially if if it's, you know, the woman I'm in a relationship with, I'm like so keyed in on her that when something's wrong, it's like it, it eats at me. So, you know, if, if something is wrong with her and I can see, because again, when you, after you've been with somebody for so long and, and especially sex and soul ties and all that stuff we'd be talking about, um, you just know. Just like there's no, yeah, there's there's no, there's no faking well, it. Like you can walk in and just walk past me, and I'm just off. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. This, you know, it's like, I just don't like that. I don't, I don't like that because I don't like, you know, I, I never know what it is. And uh, but here's 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 what I learned though. And I'm, I'm gonna say that I do, I do want to say that, but I'm not. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait to say that. Go ahead. I noticed that I do that. Mm-hmm. And I also noticed that when I get asked what's wrong, mm-hmm. I'm quick to say nothing or I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But I've also learned that it takes me a long time to process too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'll know what it was that triggered me or set me off the reason like I'm acting like this now. Like I'll know why I'm initially upset but I also so have to. It takes you a while to process things. Yeah, it takes me a while to be able to communicate exactly why. Oh, so, so you're on a dial up, okay? Yeah. So in order for us to have a productive conversation and for me to not one blow up on you, but most importantly, two to be able to actually say clearly and communicate clearly how I feel and why I feel this way. Because if I don't, if I straight, if you ask me what's wrong and I straight up try to come up with, I'm mad because of this and some bullshit reason, I'm still going to be mad after the conversation because I did not clearly and properly communicate what was on my chest. I agree with that. I agree agree with that. Yeah. So like, and that burns, like, for example, it burns Mike up. He'll ask me what's wrong three times in a row. And I'm like, yo, I'm good. But I know, like, like I'm not okay. But I don't know exactly how to explain it to you right now, yo. I'm fine, like, I my cannot, I'm really, straight. You know what I'm saying? Everything's cool. Explain this to you right now. So if you give me like two seconds, mm-hmm. if you give me some time to actually 
process the words that I need to say to you so we can clear this up for good, mm. that would be appreciated. Oh, so you got to like go outside, you know what I'm saying? Take a walk, you know what I'm saying? Like, Not even necessarily all of that. Like, well, the, be, re- the reason why I was saying as, that is It could be as you... quick as, for the most part, it's like, I'll be sitting here mad. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you finally like, what's wrong? And that's when, the, for whatever reason, that's that's what gets the gears turning. It's because I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, what is wrong? What exactly is wrong? It's not just because of this. It's because he, this happened, and it made you feel some type of way about, you know, X, Y, and Z. Like it may, it's a deeper feeling to that. Well, I naturally do that, like off rip. Don't for me, it, like if I'm mad, that's just like the very first thing. I'm mad, period. Mm-hmm. I'm mad, and I have to like scale back from that. And that's what takes so long is mm-hmm. me having to scale back from that initial anger or disappointment mm-hmm. to actually think through and process exactly how to communicate that. So like, I can't just be like, you know, it'll be like, what's wrong? Then the gears start turning. Oh, I'm, I know why I'm mad. I'm initially mad because you're mm-hmm. like, I've been here all day and you get home from work and you left. Mm-hmm. I'm mad at that. I'm mad that you left. But there's more to that. I can't just say, Cause then he'll just be like, okay, well, I'll get home from work tomorrow and I'll just be here. I'm still gonna be after the conversation, but why? Because there's more to it. Right. I'm mad because you left after, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Like, like I'm literally doing nothing all day. I told you earlier that I miss you. You get home from work and then you leave. Mm-hmm. To me, that's just like, I'm not just mad because you left. I'm mad because I communicated that I wanted to spend time with you and mm-hmm. you disregarded that when you left. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm disappointed or I feel hurt because, boom. So that's mm-hmm. that's 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 one of those things that I learned about myself is that I do have to process first in order to clearly communicate. Otherwise, I'm still going to be pissed about mm-hmm. the situation. And I've also been <laughs> scaling it all the way back to like kindergarten level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I am sad because. <laughs> Let's try not to laugh. Dead you, got, you, got, you got to pull that little paper out. It was like, which face is yours yes! today? <laughs> and that is, yo, you want to know what's that's exactly how I picture it in my head when I'm mapping out yeah. my emotions. And it's so bad. But I'm such a complex thinker. That's, I am such a complex thinker complex. and such that's an overthinker not. that I have to literally scale it back and dumb it down for my self. <laughs> it's like, look at the fridge. What face relates? The sad face. I am sad. Okay, now why are oh, you sad? <laughs> I would have like, I probably would have had a few of them little flashcards with colors on it. <laughs> and you would have walked in the crib, man, and I would have been like, which one are you today? <laughs> red, fucking red. <laughs> and I would have flipped the card around and been like, so how does that make you feel today? <laughs> oh, snap. That's it's so bad, but I learned that about myself, and I'm honestly gonna say it had to be about, it had to be a few weeks ago. But this is new, like this is fresh. I just learned this about myself. 
Like, it's so bad. Nah, that's that's alright. That's so, okay, Kayla. Well, it's good, everybody. Uh, we're gonna end the episode here, and we hope you tune in next time. Thanks. <laughs>